Hey, welcome to the Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. And we're in our last week of uh, Hebrews this week, and we're reading from Hebrews 13, 8 to 14. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away with all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by ceremonial foods, which are of no value to those who eat them. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also (coughs) suffered outside the, the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Well, as Kerry said, we are in the last of our Hebrew series and spending so much time in a book, become very intimate with it. So it's a bit of a shame that we actually are finishing up. But Hebrews chapter 13, it's probably the most random of all the chapters in Hebrews. It's sort of the general exhortations. The exhortations to love one another, to remember those in prison, to commit to sexual purity, to not be greedy, to not be worried about money. So it was hard to find a theme to narrow on. I was praying about it. This is the passages they came to. And there is a pattern, I promise, to this. And the pattern is what we've been unpacking all throughout this series of Jesus is greater. Now, who was the original audience that Hebrews was written to? It was a group of what type of Christians? Jewish Christians. And what was the temptations that they were experiencing? Yeah, go back to Judaism. Okay, so keep that in mind. Verse 8 says, Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus is an anchor. Let's use that image. Jesus is a rock. Jesus does not change. That's his point. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It's good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. It's this reminder, Jesus is stable. Jesus is unchanging. Don't go back. Don't go back to those foods. Don't go back to those practices because they're no good. And he continues on. We have an altar of which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. That reminder of you Jews, if you're feeling left out, we have an altar. Now, altar is Jesus' cross that we eat from. And he continues to unpack about how Jesus wasn't crucified. He was, Jesus was crucified outside the city gates. His blood is what purifies us. His body was crucified outside the gates. So therefore, we as Christians, we need to be outside of the city. That's the theme. In some ways, this is a bit of a good summary 
of the whole book of Hebrews. Now, last week I was dressed in my running gear, so I kind of feel like I need to bring some props in, and today is no different. Uh, I have here from Action Kids a little basketball hoop and some balls. Now, going to play a simple game and hopefully not destroy the, the communion table over there. But so let's pretend this is the rule of the game. From here, I have to hit the hoop, okay? Oh, this is going to be dangerous. Hang on, oh, this table's everywhere. Oh, thanks, Cole. All right, so here are the rules of the game. I need to... Oh, I missed it. Oh, oh that's a bit hard. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make the rules a bit easier. Oh, look at that. See, I did it. But the problem is, that's not the rules of the game. The rules of the game is I had to hit the hoop. That's right, Cole. I'm going to sit down now. It's enough throwing balls around for one day. But the rules of the game were clear. I have to be here to get in the hoop. Not here. Not here. It's not, whatever you want to call this game, throwing in the hoop. That's not the rules of the game. That's exactly what the author of Hebrews is saying. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't change the rules of the game. Our friends, I don't think many of us are tempted to pack in our faith to go back to Jewish practices. Oh, I could be wrong. There could be someone in the audience that's feeling that way. But all of us have, I guess, our own ways. We want to change the rules of worshipping Jesus. All of us have some way, oh, perhaps, you know, I can kind of keep playing the game from here. But if I just sort of bend the rules, I'm still worshipping Jesus, right? And we're, all of us are guilty of this. We're all guilty of trying to change the rules of the game to make it easier. There's one thing if you haven't cottoned on by now that Hebrews teaches us, following Jesus is difficult. It's a challenge. Um, coming to faith, that, that's not hard. But living the Christian life, it's very, very difficult. For those of us who are tempted to change the rules, to pack it all in. Look, I have to admit, I'm not the world's best shot, so you know what? It is a lot easier to shoot the hoop from here than across the stage. How many of us admit it's a lot easier to follow Jesus when you make one or two little compromises here or there just to sort of fit in a bit easier to make the path simpler? This is what the author is telling us. No, no, you cannot do this. If Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the rules cannot be shifted, no matter how difficult life is. And what's interesting is that in verse 9, where it says, do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings, which we're not really too sure when he's talking about the strange teachings. That carried away can mean like a, a blowing a blowing of the wind that goes upon the waves. And what happens to a boat that's not anchored? That's pushed away. It drifts off. That's a reminder. That anchor. That anchor that is our hope. We need to tap into that. To be unshaken. To be 
unmoved, no matter how difficult the journey ahead is for us. Now, for these Jewish Christians, um, it was typical on Sabbath, on Sabbath, on the Saturday, is if you were outside of Jerusalem, you would go to a local synagogue. And there you would participate in fellowship meals. And part of this fellowship meal, there was a blessing and there were thanks and there were prayers. That was seen as giving you spiritual strength. There was a camaraderie there. You were with your family. You were with your friends. You were with your Jewish community. Now imagine being taken out of that community and being left alone, vulnerable and isolated. It's the type of people he is speaking to, who he's trying to encourage. That we no longer have to go back to these old practices. As Christians, we eat from a different table. In fact, our hearts aren't strengthened by eating a meal together. As good as that is, we're going to take, partake in communion together. Our hearts are strengthened by grace. That reference to grace is the summary of everything that Jesus has done. It's a great way of thinking about it. What's Jesus done? Jesus, greater than the angels, greater than Moses, greater than the law, greater than the sacrifices, greater than the tabernacle. Jesus is greater. That is how we are strengthened by what Jesus has done for us. Heck, if you remember, one of, the, one of my favorite verses from Hebrews is that reminder Jesus is the great high priest who is able to empathize with our weaknesses. He was tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. So, I mean, this is a fantastic summary of the whole book. And this one final encouragement, don't give it in. Don't change the rules of the game. In fact, he says there in verse 10, which I read out earlier, we have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. And in those chapters, we unpack the tabernacle and the law, and it's all very complex and convoluted. Only those, only those priests, they could, only the high priest could go into the holy, holy stuff at that sacrifice one time a year. Friends, as Christians, we have an altar. We have a cross, we have, we have a fellowship. Even those priests, they can't enter into. It's uniquely their fast. And for one final time in the book of Hebrews, he unpacks some Old Testament theology to show how Jesus is greater. So I read here from verse 11. It says, The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burnt outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make people holy through his own blood. Let us then go outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. That's some chilling, chilling words there, isn't it? Isn't that terrifying? So, I said for this is the last Old Testament theology. Oops, too far. The author of Hebrews unpacks. So Hebrews eleven, sorry, Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse eleven tells us here. And if you, there's a plug for banter. If you want to hear, learn more about this, this is the banter. This is the quick summary. So Hebrews eleven thirteen, he gives us 
it matches Leviticus 16.27. So the high priest, he carries the bloody animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burnt outside the camp. So that's riffing off Leviticus 16.27. The bull and the goat for sin offerings. Blood's brought to the most holy place to make an atonement. Uh, the bodies are taken outside the city and burnt up. That correlates. Okay, he's, he's riffing off that. Then in chapter 12, he does something interesting. This is how Jesus changes things up. Oh, and so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Now, what's verse 11 say? The priest had to offer the blood on what? The altar, and that's inside the camp. But the bodies are burnt outside. What does Jesus do? What's Jesus do? Where's his blood offered? Outside the city. Where's his body burnt up? Yeah. That's sort of same, same, but different. Jesus doing something unique that there's no longer a holy place. It's a way of saying this, this temple that you guys are longing for, the synagogue, the, the holy spaces of the Old Testament, they're no wrong, longer relevant because Jesus was crucified outside of the city. And it's interesting, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 28, says the man who burns them, that's the animals that have been sacrificed, must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. Afterward, he may come into the camp. Now, probably geography is not something we think about in terms of holiness, but this is a basic diagram of how clean, unclean, and profane worked in the Old Testament. So, obviously, the tabernacle, it's clean. If you're in the camp, you're clean. But if you go outside, you are unclean. And if you go even further out, you're profane. You're completely excluded. Okay, so that's how the Israelite mind work, worked. Inside the camp, clean. Outside the camp, unclean. Out Beyond that, you're cut off completely. What Jesus has done is changed that. He's crucified outside the city. His blood as a sacrifice is outside the city. So he's saying, so we as Christians, we need to be outside the city as well, both metaphorically, uh, both literally and metaphorically. For us, holy places don't matter. For us, having status, having, I guess, social acceptance, it doesn't matter. Because if you follow Jesus, that means you yourself have to pick up your cross and go outside the city as well. Phil and I, because we don't think in this sort of clean, unclean spaces having a certain degree of holiness or unholiness. It's sort of like, okay. But for Jews, this is revolutionary. This is almost unheard of. But this is what Jesus is calling us to do. And it's the same call today. And I suppose in some sense, we all have our own equivalent of holy spaces. We're, we're, we're happy that Jesus... He went outside the city. I'm happy that he did that, but I don't want to follow him in doing that. The author of Hebrews, he gives us no option. It's verse 13. It's this exaltation. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. <sighs> Heavy stuff. Let us then go outside. Let us then go to him outside the camp, Bearing the disgrace 
he bore. That's all we're called to do. It's challenging. It's difficult to be rejected and isolated, to pick up a cross and follow after Jesus each and every day. That's what we're called to do. As Christians, we don't long for holy space. We don't long for security. We don't long for, I guess, social elevation. Deep down, we're called to be like the master and to be outside the city, to be outside the camp, to in this strange way, bearing the disgrace that he bore. The the cross was just shameful in the first century. Paul's like, hey, I preach Jesus crucified. I'm not ashamed of the cross. Friends, that's the same attitude we have to take. He's saying you can't change the rules of the game because it's too difficult. You can't just go, oh, well, I don't really want to go outside the city camp. That's really hard. I'll just sort of do it from here. Have to walk that path. And it's a difficult path. It's a challenging path. And as we looked at last week with discipline and God, he's like, it doesn't feel pleasant at the time. But what's produced? A harvest of righteousness and peace. And it's a similar thing here. If I just jump back to our passage, in verse 14, he said, are you feeling the the struggle of this? He says here, for here we do not have an enduring city, but we're looking for the city to come. Friends, that's why we go outside of the camp. That's why we should be willing to bear the disgrace Jesus bore that promise. The enduring city's not here. It's not in the temple. It's not in the tabernacle. It's not in our, our own equivalent of holy spaces we produce. It's in the enduring city, which is out here, which means for us, we need to follow Jesus. We need to follow him in the disgrace he bore and picking up the cross that he calls us to carry each and every day. Book of Hebrews, it's been just a wonderful privilege to go through. Wonderful, but also fearful and terrifying. It's a challenging book. But I trust and pray as much as I have found the book encouraging and challenging and shaping and refining. You've gone through that process too. I have to kind of chuckle in Hebrews 13.22. He just describes it as a short exaltation. It's just short. I'd like to see your long version of this letter, dear author of Hebrews. But friends, I pray that from this series, the the word steadfast is based off that image of the anchor. That you'll be steadfast in your faith. They're sure that none of us are first century Jews that are wrestling with whether or not we go back to Judaism. Each and every one of us wrestle with our own idols. We, We wrestle with our own, I use the word in inverted commas, our own Jewish temptations. Each of us wrestle and a challenge to change the rules of the game. Because the path is difficult, but the rewards are worth it. So friends, after this series, I pray that we all become more steadfast and and deeply anchored in the bedrock that is Jesus Christ. Let me pray for us. Lord, we just give you thanks to this wonderful letter penned all those years ago, which is just so deep in its theology, but also so practical and pastoral 
and its concerns for the church. And Lord, why, why we may not be the original recipients, Lord, we can just gain so much from it and learn so much from its truth. Lord, I pray as we just finish the 13 chapters of Hebrews, that Lord, that you'll continue to speak through us powerfully through it, to recognize that in our own lives that we've put idols in place, we believe that something else is greater than Jesus. And Lord, I pray that we be people that don't change the game, the rules of the game, that we be people who are willing to go outside of the camp to reflect our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And I just pray your blessing upon us, especially as we enter into this Eastern season to reflect on the cost of that salvation. I just pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.